I'm Kayla, and guess who's back? Helene! Hi! It's me. I'm back. Back on the pod. Yep. All right. Uh, But also, oh, sorry, this is high crime. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's what this is. Yeah, where being high meets talking about true crime. Oh, yeah. All right. So I had mentioned earlier that because this was all of our birthday weeks that maybe there'd be kind of a shorter episode and this is it because I didn't do a typical murder because I didn't want to do one that's like super long. Um, This is just kind of like an interesting story that also involves murder. Ooh, I didn't do a typical murder either this week. So we have that in common. I did a very unique murder no just kidding I didn't murder anyone (laughs) okay anyway Uh, also first I want to let everyone know um I'm going to give you some background on PMDD which is also known as premenstrual dysphoric disorder and warning yes this is going to get a little medical political informative It's all leading to a murder, but just hang in there because I do have to talk about that so that any of this makes sense. It's going to get a little bloody. (laughs) Okay. So some statistics. Despite the fact that PMDD affects up to 8% of women, which is like basically the same figure as diabetes, there's like no research done on it. That makes sense because it's women health. Well, exactly. And that's the thing that's so funny because a bunch of the articles I read, they were like, you know, this is so shocking, this many people, no one's researching it. And I'm like, is it though? I mean, look at menstrual products haven't been updated or research done into them since the 30s, basically. And a study on men's birth control pills was canceled because the men couldn't deal with the pill giving them headaches as a side effect. Meanwhile, I'm over here hoping I don't die of a stroke. So it's not really surprising that there's no research given to this since it affects women. I love it. It's great. They're just like, stick some cotton up your cooch and have a nice day. (laughs) That's what I feel. Like, Here's some cotton to deal with your horrible pain and suffering. Yeah, it's, I think also maybe this appealed to me because I'm on my period. I was telling you about that Facebook group where they were just like, is everyone on? period right now and like we all are the moon is fucking shit up because it's like early for a lot of people did you know that there's a hole in our universe right now what i mean in our galaxy i feel like that's messing things up too you could literally look it up it was in like legit sources too that there's a hole in our galaxy yeah a hole of spotty dark matter and no one knows what it is but it like moved things And I'm like, I feel like we should be talking about that a little more because I feel like if there's a giant hole in our galaxy that's growing, I feel like we should maybe like acknowledge that. Yeah, I really haven't heard about it. But then, I mean, I also don't really spend a lot of time reading science texts, but or science like magazines or anything. But I'm like concerned that it would make people Um, like I feel like it's making everyone fucking weird. Like, I feel like everyone's been weird for a long time now. And it's like, when did this matter start? Are there more murders now? Like, what's what's with everyone? Like, what's going on? Well, I guess if the position of the moon affects things and then there's a hole in the galaxy that'll, you know, mess up the position of things. 
So then I don't like being moved around like this. I don't like being pushed around like this universe. <laughs> yeah. No, I like if, laying if we down. Could, I like being okay. a flat earther. Oh, God. <laughs> laying down. Just kidding. I, I think the earth is round. Basically, people are just going to listen to this episode and be like, what the fuck? I didn't sign up for periods and flat earther nonsense. The the earth is round. Um, that's a fact. So well to get back to some more facts. Oh yeah, the story at hand. <laughs> Doctors apparently don't even know what causes PMDD, nor can they decide if it is a mental illness or an endocrine disorder. And as someone who has both, <laughs> that really sucks. Oh, I have both too. That's why we're both insane. Now, some think it's a sensitivity to progesterone, the female hormone produced in the ovaries and released during the second half of the menstrual cycle. Other studies think there's a connection between a low level of serotonin, a chemical in the brain that helps transmit nerve signals, regulates our mood and sleep patterns, and PMGD, which just makes me think of that amazing meme. I think it has Ina Garten, and it's like, if you can't produce your own serotonin, store-bought is fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> my favorite thing ever. But use the good vanilla. Oh, yeah. You have to buy. Imitation vanilla is not acceptable. No, absolutely not. You can replace your serotonin, but you have yes. to buy the good vanilla. I want people yeah, to no, I, know that. I totally buy my own serotonin, but <laughs> <laughs> pure vanilla or nothing. Also, um, I feel like a lot of my PMS symptoms and besides like I have endometriosis too and that's a whole other story but like I feel like if people were were just less dickish I feel like I wouldn't have so many symptoms like if people just stop being assholes I feel like a lot of our like PMS symptoms and our post our PMDD and endometriosis would like not they 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 would they would calm down we would still need medical help but I feel like people in the world being dicks just make it worse you know Mm-hmm. Well, that makes every situation worse. Yeah, then they just make it worse in general. But I'm biased. I don't. I don't like assholes generally. <laughs> it's a really, really polarizing opinion there. <laughs> Hashtag unpopular opinion. Tweeting. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so because there's so little known about it and how to deal with it, a lot of women who are just sick of dealing with the you know, crazy emotional ups and downs and other physical symptoms. So people are getting hysterectomies and ophorectomies, which is removing the uterus and ovaries respectively. So there are women who are in their 20s deciding to remove their reproductive organs just so they can live a normal life. Like it's insane, but it's all the, the medical industry and pharmaceutical companies are run by men. So like women are incubation chambers or they're nothing you know (laughs) oh yeah we we are the we are to be harvested um by like handmaid's tale which i won't watch because it feels too real i yeah i used to watch it and now i can't watch it anymore because i'm like nope this is our daily lives and like i'm stressed out i'm gonna watch agrisuko where the um cat reinvents her life as a heavy metal karaoke star Oh my god. See, I usually just go with The Office, which apparently I was already watching a lot of it, but now that it's going to be off Netflix in like a year and a half, I need to get in as much as I can. 
Uh, or I go with like friends or I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld lately, I love which is funny because I remember thinking it was boring when I was a kid and now I watch it and just laugh and it's so funny and Julia Louis-Dreyfus is just fucking amazing. Oh, Elaine, Elaine is my, my, uh, like goddess. Like I love Elaine. Spirit animal? <laughs> no. Well, um, yeah, I just, I really love her. And oh, she's so great. She's so funny. And George Costanza. George Costanza is all of our anxieties come to life. Like, yes, Jamie and I were just talking about. Oh, by the way, Jamie has been working a lot this week, a lot of overtime. And so she is sitting this episode out. Actually, she's at work, which is a shame because it, it is the weekend. It is Sunday, the Lord's Day of Rest. <laughs> um as as our very pious podcast did you know no just kidding um, <laughs> yeah of course we all three will be together on this pod at some point in time at some point be- yes before the dark matter <laughs> engulfs us all or before there is an a citizen uprising and everything turns very i am legend oh yeah we wouldn't have internet we definitely wouldn't have zencaster Oh, that's sad. Yeah, right? I don't know what I'd do without my podcast. How do you get through end times without a podcast? How am I supposed to call you? What am I going to do? We're going to have to find Karen. Come to LA. I know. That's on my to-do list. I have have to come. I have to go there at some point. Yes. Again. So basically, like, PMS is just this big joke that's either used to say a woman is being like being basically not doing what you want her to do or it's commodified to sell money like Midol sell money sell products like Midol to make money even though Midol is basically enhanced ibuprofen and not like the strength of it just with other like caffeine and shit because it's like sure I'll take 17 ibuprofen to help my cramps so that I can actually function at work I'm sure that's great for my liver Oh yeah, we're we're we'll all get cirrhosis of the liver, but we'll have less period pain during the day. Sounds like a good compromise. Yeah, here's a great time to push. I mean, obviously, I would never ever go to work high. I don't understand how people do that, mm-hmm. but uh, I think CBD is a great case for. I've I've been trying that lately. I have these drops, like you. It's like you put in like a little dropper of uh, this tincture and it has CBD in it and it the, the one I have specifically is to help you sleep but I came home from work the one day and I had I had a headache that was just killing me all day and no matter what I did it wouldn't go away well probably more of a migraine mm-hmm. and I'm telling you like I used I didn't even use a full dropper I used half which is like a half dose I don't remember how much it is but I immediately felt better. Ooh. Like it is amazing. And it doesn't always have to have THC. Like you don't have to get high. I didn't want to get high. I just wanted to stop being in pain. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. The medical or the pharmaceutical company is not yet profiting off of weed. I'm sure that's very soon to come. Can I just say that if I was a celebrity, I would just want to bathe in a bat of, not a bat, a vat. I, if I was a celebrity, I would bathe in a vat of CBD oil and just like let let my pain just drift away and just float off. Oh, 100%. I got a CBD mani-pedi once when I was at my last job because they wanted us to review it and it was like $100, so I would never do it on my own because I just don't have mm-hmm. it like that. But 
It was amazing. According to society, well, according to blogs at this point, it would cure all of my problems, including my emotional, my stress, my fibromyalgia, my endometriosis. I'd be completely cured. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Or I would just feel more relaxed and less in pain, which I think is the more accurate. Like, And honestly, that helps. Just easing a little bit. Uh, but now let's let's talk about some people who have not done that. Yeah, don't murder people. Just take a bath with CBD oil or something. Yeah, that's perfect. That's the moral of this 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 journey today. <laughs> okay, so on December sixteenth, nineteen eighty, thirty six year old Christine English ran down her boyfriend and killed him. Dang, she crushed him to death against a utility pole with her car. Ooh, I understand that a little bit. But oh. <laughs> it's brutal though. Brutal. Don't do that. But also like I get it. Oh, and this was in England, by the way. Her name is English and she lives in England. She was yes. going to be a murderer. You can't <laughs> you can't live like that. Can you believe or can you believe? Can you imagine if my name were like Kayla America? Oh my god, you would be the best porn star ever. <laughs> I would just be like, oh, God, what a terrible person that would be. Especially now. Why would you wouldn't want to be associated that much with America? No, that's like I share a last name with someone terrible who's not. Oh, you do. (laughs) I share a last name with someone terrible and I don't like it. And I wish I could change my last name to like Moonstar. (laughs) Has anyone heard of an evil Moonstar? No. The witch in Double Double Toil and Trouble uses a moon stone to be evil, but the stone isn't evil in and of itself. Oh, I could just be like Helene Sunshine, and then everyone would uh, hate me. (laughs) It can't be too happy. No, it can't. It can't be like Helene Candy. Then I could join you in your porn (laughs) enterprise, Kayla America. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, She pled guilty to manslaughter, but was eventually discharged from custody. And you're wondering, why would that be? We know she murdered her boyfriend. He deserved it. No, just kidding. (laughs) Well, it's actually because she blamed it on her PMDD. They called it diminished responsibility. And she she only ended up losing her license for a year. I'm using that excuse for everything now. Excuse me, I have diminished. <laughs> Except that you're not in England. Oh, I forgot. Every one that. of these cases took place in England. I guess England is just really understands the, the pain that comes with PMDD. Well, here's another woman who they understood. Sandy Craddock, now Smith, was a 29-year-old barmaid from London, and she stabbed a coworker three times through the heart. Ooh, what'd they do? Yeah. And she'd also committed something like over 45 prior infractions, and they were all in alignment with her cycle, and they included arson, assault, and breaking people's windows. You know, sometimes I really um, am down on myself because I've said some like not so great things while I'm been while I've PMSed, and this whole story makes me feel a lot better that I've never committed arson or murdered anyone while on my period. So or broken any windows. I have not broken any windows. Yeah. She also tried to take her own life at least 18 times. 
And Woo. same defense, uh, she had diminished responsibility because they found like a diary that she kept. Her dad found it and it detailed basically if you looked through it, you would see that all the times that she was getting in trouble, they were all during her period. Oh. So they used it as diminished responsibility and she got probation. Dang. Like, so if I moved to England, I could say defraud an entire bank and then also write in my diary, defrauded the bank, stole millions, but it was tough because I had my period. (laughs) Well, I think okay. Here's an issue. I so I found I read somewhere that I'm one of these cases actually had a huge effect on diminished responsibility being allowed to be used as a defense. But mm-hmm. that was when I was like during the week when I was working on this, and earlier today when I was trying to make sure my notes were finished for this, um, I had some of that weed wine, and I could not for the life of me find where I found that initial information. So I don't have a lot on it, but I do think it made them because I, so I have two more cases to talk about and I do think it made them kind of reconsider what diminished responsibility really is or how it can be used. That's good. Cause yeah, I, so maybe don't do that now. Yeah. So, so yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't murder people on your period now, but then if you did, it's okay. It would, it, I mean, honestly, it was okay. Because she got probation. So then a year after she is released, she gets arrested again because she tries to kill a policeman. And and once again, she argued PMS to commit her sentence. And once again, she received just probation. Listen, I'm really liking the Brits' sympathy for PMS. <laughs> I really am. Well, well, now, well, at least... Now, according to the old people article I read, Mm -hmm. uh, she was getting daily injections of progesterone and like lives with her parents. And she just keeps a very like she's completely fine now. Like she doesn't have these kind of violent outbursts, but she stays at home and doesn't she lives with her parents. She doesn't really ever go out because she said that because of the stuff she's already done, police are constantly hassling her and like trying to get her in trouble for shit. So she gets needles every day and she doesn't leave her house, but she also is not technically in prison. So her life sucks. But what we're sa- so what you're saying is, is, um, you know, it's it's like, wait, I lost. What are you saying? <laughs> I lost my train of thought. I'm not even. Okay. This is the new thing. I can't even smoke right now. And um, I'm. Uh, always high on life. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true, my friend. But I'm not done. There's more to cover. But first, let's talk a little bit about Dr. Catherine Dalton, because she was a really big key in both of these women getting only probation or getting their license taken away instead of going to jail. And that, like I said, they got off because of PMS diminished responsibility. So she's been doing research into this since the 40s. She's been treating herself with progesterone shots uh, for, or at the time, she'd been doing it for 30 years because she had, around her period, she would have really bad migraines. And she realized that the four times she was pregnant, the whole pregnancy, she never had to worry about her migraines. And it just so happens that when a woman is pregnant, her body produces 30% more progesterone naturally than it normally does 
So she was like, okay, that connection, it went away. So she's been treating herself that way. And so she was key in helping these women. Um, And, you know, some women are say that she's working against feminism because she makes it look like women are all, all have diminished capacity and can't do a certain amount of things because of their hormones. Whereas she's like, look, I'm helping these women whether or not it affects the legal system in a bad way that they got off, once they're on my treatment, they're doing better. So that's all that I care about. That's actually pretty good. And I support that because even murderers are people. And everyone deserves to have a healthy life, whether or not you are. Or at least a chance at one. Yeah. Whether or not, because you're still a person at the end of the day. Like, we're all people, whether or not we do good or bad things. So I'm really, I really admire that. And she, she sounds like a badass doctor. I hope she didn't kill anyone in your next story. No, (laughs) no, she didn't kill anyone. But I think this is one of the last cases in modern England of this happening. But in 1986, so six years after those initial two cases, 17 year old Anna Reynolds beat her mother to death. No, Anna. Yeah really rough killing your mom uh so she was originally convicted of murder because she killed someone so that makes sense but her sentence was later reduced as well because of her quote unquote condition (sighs) and it kind of connects back another reason i was thinking about this is it kind of connects back to lizzie borden from last week who that was a big part of her getting acquitted even though there was so not only was there so much evidence against her, but there was no evidence that anyone else could have possibly gotten in. But uh, one of the reasons that she did get away with it is because she said she had her period. So they literally all these blood, uh, like bloody clothes and bloody rags and all this stuff, blood evidence they found. They didn't use it because she said she had her period and they didn't want they these men couldn't fathom talking about periods. So they just were like, oh, strike it from the record. Wow. Men couldn't even write the word period. You know, I want to know they called it her monthly sickness. Oh, okay. (laughs) Once I was walking in New York and I was telling my mom about my bad period and like how bloody it was. And um, which is like, honestly, 50% of us get one. It shouldn't be that big of a deal. This woman chased me down and she was like, you ugly, sinful whore, shut the fuck up. And she like followed me oh through the God. streets for mentioning period on the phone to my mom. I was like, I was telling my mom and she's like, you said it out loud. And this was like 2014. So oh my we haven't come, we've come along, but not that long. Yeah, I definitely say right now it would be not that we haven't come that far along. Um, oh, but one thing I did want to say about last week, I cannot believe I didn't do this. I can't believe I did an episode on Lizzie Borden and I didn't say the nursery rhyme. So I <laughs> sing it for us, Kayla. <laughs> so it's Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. And when she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. And of course, mm-hmm. that mother, but, um, I remember seeing, like, it's just so funny because this is such a part of the story. Like, I remember it because it sticks in your head because it rhymes. And uh, I also, I think the first time I ever heard about Lizzie Borden was on an episode of Smart Guy. 
and I can't totally remember the whole episode, but I know that the little boy and maybe his brother, Taj Maori, um, they did they did something they shouldn't have and her si- their older sister wants to get back at them so she and her friends like they dress up in these creepy like capes and outfits and they're singing the nursery rhyme and the kids are freaking out because they think she killed their dad Jesus Christ I don't know That's- it wasn't I'm probably not doing a good job describing it it probably sounds really sinister and awful but it was just like really entertaining because it was smart guy it was a, like a kid show it was Taj Mowry was this little kid actually the one from well one sister sister like tia and tamara are his sisters but also he is teddy the little boy that michelle is best friends with on full house yes it's like that little kid and he's super smart so he's like in high school with his brother and sister who are a lot older than him um i remember like a comedy on i don't know probably disney channel you know i that's something i miss about um, shows like family shows, kids shows from the '90s, is that they would include some like really like hard and heavy and like kind of like creepy shit sometimes. And no, they would. I mean, on Boy Meets World alone, there is an episode where Sean gets he becomes like an alcoholic. Yeah, oh. there's an episode where he joins a cult. They deal with all this stuff about his family and like being abandoned, and then his dad you know, has a heart attack, I think. It's just, like, they really covered some serious shit. That was something I would talk about a lot when I worked at Tiger Beat. It's just, like, it's crazy because kids these days, especially with, I mean, watch a YouTube video, you'll see 10-year-olds modeling like they're in Sports Illustrated. It's disturbing. So the kids are growing up so much faster than they ever did. And yet, if you watch the programming, because, like, I remember watching Disney Channel until I was a preteen because there were shows like Boy Meets World and stuff. Yeah. Whereas With now, yeah, now I'm sure the age is, like, nine or ten because you watch the content and it's so much more juvenile. Yeah, it's, like, very, like, exaggerated speech. And then the subjects are kind of, like, it's just basically like kids mouthing off to their parents and rolling their eyes. I read it's that. In very, it, yeah, it's very PG. And a lot of the shows are about families. Whereas like, for example, Boy Meets World was about Corey. And then his family was a part of it. But a lot of their shows like Good Luck Charlie. And I mean, I know I'm dating myself because, well, not really even myself. I didn't watch that show. But I know um, I don't think that's on the air anymore. But it shows like that where the whole show is very family oriented. They'll do... You know, they used to make movies like freaking Hocus Pocus. They say the word virgin a hundred times in that movie. Whereas now they made a when they make their Disney Channel original movies, characters will interact the entire movie and then they won't even let them like give each other like a peck on the cheek at the end because they're like, they didn't know each other well enough to kiss. And you're like, I remember watching Brink and Brink you know, those Brink was, movies so good. And- Brink was a, a sexual awakening. Think about think about what is it, Wish Upon a Star with Katherine Heigl. There's a scene in that where her sister wears like a dominatrix outfit to school. I was about to say that that movie was another sexual awakening because it was like all of a sudden <laughs> she's wearing a dominatrix outfit and you're like, excuse? Like something <laughs> something happened inside. And the same with Brink with the like Oh my god, Eric Von Detten. Yes, Eric Von Detten, and you're like Wow, what a hot butch lesbian. <laughs> With his 90s ass haircut that every 
heartthrob had in the 90s. Yes. And that butch lesbians continue to use today. <laughs> I'm dedicated to the cause. I appreciate it. Anyways, it's also Pride today. So Yeah. Happy Pride, everyone. Happy Pride. There's your queer content. If you yes, did not love is love. If if you had a sexual awakening from Wish Upon a Star, uh, let us know. <laughs> I think a good one is Labyrinth. Oh yeah. David Bowie and his ridiculous god piece. I think I think his way too tight pants. Has anyone murdered someone because of a, a sexual awakening? I'm sure. Like they watch a Disney Channel movie and then they decide they're inspired to murder someone like Helter Skelter. Don't get any ideas, guys. Well, actually, um, in the 80s, there was this show called My Sister Sam. Uh-huh. And I want to say Rebecca Schaefer, but I – yeah, okay, yeah, shit. I can't believe I got that right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Rebecca Schaefer, she was on My Friend – or My Sister Sam. She was – really gaining popularity, just like this really sweet brunette, cute little actress. And this is all she wanted to do. And she started gaining a fan base. And this guy was a huge fan of hers. He was like her stalker. And this was before they had stalker laws and stuff like that. And he was obsessed with her and he would send her flowers and shit. And he would try to get on set to see her. And at one point, because she was doing this My Sister Sam show, which was a lot, it was very PG. And then she did a movie, and I forget what the movie was called, but she has a sex scene in the movie. And I'm sure it wasn't like, I mean, it wasn't porn. It wasn't like, se- but it was sexual in nature. And he was so uh, uh, upset about it because he was like, how is my Rebecca like doing that with someone else and like lost his mind and he hired a private investigator to find out where she lived. And the building where she lived didn't have security. Mm-hmm. And he just came came up to her door, rang the doorbell. She was getting ready for some – I think it was some event. She just gotten news. She was cast in another project. She was super excited. She had a boyfriend that she was really in love with. And, yeah, she went down to the door while she was getting ready to answer it. And he fucking shot her on her doorstep and she died. No, Rebecca. Yeah. Yeah. She was like in her early 20s. That fucking sucks. No one should be murdered on their doorstep. It should at least be in a fun location. (laughs) Like at an orgy or or Six Flags. Those are very different. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what you consider fun. That's true. My first thought was that a happy place to die for me would be like, a movie theater or maybe like a Synespia screening. And then you're already in a cemetery. So that's kind of interesting. Ooh, I like that idea. Also don't get any ideas guys. No, um, I was going to say or Disneyland, but I don't think you can technically legally die at Disneyland. I think they move your body so that they can report that a death. Like I, I literally think I read somewhere that they will like, if someone like has a heart attack on a ride, they'll move them outside of Disneyland and then declare them dead. Love it. Don't love it. I'm obsessed with that. That Disney is like, we are a place of happiness and we will move your body because your body. I don't, I, yeah, I fucking love it. I think it's hilarious. Like, I know people hate Disney and I know there are reasons and like anti Semitism and stuff. But as far as like it being cheesy and too cutesy, like, I fucking love it. 
I don't know if I talked about this at all on with you, but um, when I was in Disney World with my family when I was a kid, my brother ate a bad hot dog um, and threw up on Main Street, USA. And literally, I guess because of cameras or whatever, literally within seconds, not minutes, seconds, someone came out of like, I don't know where, with a like super washer thingy and like cleaning stuff. And then it was gone in like that same minute. Well, there are tunnels. On, oh, well, wait. I don't know if that's – I don't know if that's the same in Disneyland. But I know in Disney World, like there are tunnels underground so that you, so they can just like pop up. <laughs> that, that was like wild to me. I was like, he literally just threw up and now it's gone. How – Yeah, well, they also did studies – before they opened the parks, like Walt had studies done to see like how many steps would a person take without seeing like with a, without seeing a garbage can until they'll get sick of holding the trash and just throw it on the ground. And so he has trash cans every however many feet. That's what everywhere should be like because everyone would recycle more if there were just more trash cans. And oh, for sure. And he also this is also why you can't buy gum anywhere in the parks. Oh, so that there won't be a risk of people spitting gum out. Like you literally can't buy. You can buy mints. You buy mints and then bring your own xanthan gum and turn it into gum while you're at the park, just to spite Walt Disney. Just to make just it to dirty. Spite Walt Disney. <laughs> Although I have to say, as a Jewish person, Abigail Disney, the daughter or granddaughter, daughter, daughter of Disney, she is actually very like pro everything and she's like pretty woke and she's not anti-semitic and she like acknowledges how fucked up her dad and like some of the corporate policies are because she's just a share a shareholder now she doesn't have any decisions and she's like every corporation needs to give more responsibility and um and yeah Walt was pretty fucked up there's a lot of like stuff in the animation department and things like that and things said and um but yeah, um, that being said, you can see. But all that being said, I am still a Disneyland pass holder. <laughs> I love Disney. I love Disney World. I love Disney movies. I think like grown beyond Walt Disney, who I could like give a fuck about, like him and his like creepy little stash. Like I love Mickey Mouse. I love. I oh love yeah, Disney. I love animation. But well, and honestly, even just the making of it, like regardless of who Walt was as a person, I it was just such a good idea because literally he, he made Disneyland because he thought about times he would take his daughters to like a carnival or something when they were little kids and he'd sit on a bench nearby as they rode the rides because the rides were only designed for children. And his, he was like, there should be a place where a family can go together and they can spend time together there and you can bond with your kids. And that's why he created Disneyland. And then of course with Disney World, it just was like it blew up and was so amazing and then he was like buying land under secret names in florida to make this big park and he wanted to make i mean epcot was supposed to be a whole futuristic like city on its own which is not what it became but that was his plan no really interesting it no it's super interesting um i i really wanted to live in epcot when i was a kid i thought it would have been the coolest thing I was like, I can't believe they didn't make it a place. But now I w- would prefer not to live in Florida under any circumstance. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, Disney – Orlando is, like, the only acceptable 
place to go in Florida because you're there usually for other activities. But just Florida in general is just yikes, as Jamie would say. Yikes. Sorry, Florida. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I love Disneyland and and uh, or Disney World and Universal Studios. They're both those parks are both better in Orlando. There's so much more there, but I just wouldn't want to stay there for much longer. So I am. Um, I want to present next week one of those crazy Florida murders. It goes in line with my zaniness and. Um, <laughs> I love, love, love a good true crime Florida story. So that's what you will have the next time I present. Perfect. Yeah. Oh. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, this one is shorter. I think that was kind of pretty much it, unless you have anything else. Um, I think that um, everyone should stay non-murdered. Great. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, it's all High Crime Pod. Um, our website. Oh, I thought you were going to say it. <laughs> oh, right. Um, our website is uh, highcrimepod.com. Yep. And we're working on getting that updated. And yeah, just it would be a great birthday present if you subscribed and gave us a five-star review. That really makes a big difference in how many people can just see the podcast and so then that we can make more episodes because people are actually listening. And for viewers like you, I have nothing to offer but good vibes. So if you like and subscribe, it does improve our mental health. So there's that. It that does. does that true. does help. Um, love and attention from others is not an unhealthy coping mechanism. So like and subscribe. <laughs> yes, and we are yes, experts. The big, biggest experts. The most stable citizens. <laughs> I uh, how many how many um how many weeks has it been since uh you last sent an email that says please don't leave? <laughs> That's what I'm asking viewers. For me, it was, uh, well, we won't talk about okay, it. Okay, great. But anyways, later, later buzz. buzz.